Welcome to Padmutun, Armenian History Podcast. Padiyagak Padmutun, Hayots Padmutiana Podcaster. Armenian History Podcast. I'm Father Tadios. I'm Peter. Welcome. Glad you're here with us. Yes, to another episode of, uh, of Padmutun. And we hope you enjoyed our wonderful episodes before this one. We have another interesting topic for you today. Yes, King Apgar and the beginning of iconography. Yes, King, uh, King Apgar. Probably... Uh, Many of you, you don't know about about this. <laughs> Did we have King Abgar? <laughs> I think that's something interesting topic we have to explore here. Yeah, he does he come between Tigran the sixth and Tigran the seventh? <laughs> Tigran the sixth, there was King Abgar right There's in between. <laughs> well, who who was King Abgar? Well, uh, King Abgar was actually a. a uh, not a, he was not the king of Armenia, although he was Armenian, according to Moses Horenazi. Mm-hmm. He was a king of Edessia, Edessia or Urfa. Yeah. Uh, if uh, I think some some may know with that name, they, that region or the town at that time, it was a kingdom in the first century, right? Yeah. Uh, king uh, King Abgar. Actually, King Abgar is a saint in the Armenian Church. Really, uh, in one of the saints uh, in the Armenian Armenian Church, uh, we have few kings or saints. One of them was Tertat. One of them is Abgar, and we'll learn later why he's a, he's recognized as a saint yeah. in, in the Armenian Church. Anyway, he was a king of Edessia, but he's famous uh, for something else. <laughs> right, right. He uh, well, you might wonder how can Armenian be king of another country, and actually, this was pretty common. A thousand years, two thousand years ago, there's Armenian, the kingdom of Sophin was Armenian. It was an Armenian king. It was an Armenian kingdom. Komagani, Armenian mm-hmm. kings, not an Armenian kingdom. Yeah. Nemrudak, yeah. you've probably heard of Nemrudak. That was in the kingdom of Komagani. That was an Armenian king, right? But it wasn't an Armenian kingdom. Yeah. So similarly, there were Persian kings, kings of Persian origin, who were kings in Armenia. Yeah. You know, Arshak and many others, they've had Persian origin. They yeah. Were, they were not originally from Armenia. Right. So if this... So Once you pass the, pass the border and become you become Armenian, that's, you, that's it. That's it. <laughs> right. We think about it differently now with, with passports and things. But so this, this actually, the idea that King Apkar is an Armenian king ruling a non-Armenian kingdom is... is it might sound strange to us, but back then it was pretty common. Right. I mean, even later in mid-centuries too, in Middle Ages, we had Armenian kings and queens in Byzant- Byzantium. Yeah. We had Armenian queens in Byzantium. We had Armenian... Or there was a huge... There was a, a great number of... There's lineage of Armenian kings and queens in, in Byzantium. Even in Jerusalem. Yeah. After the Crusades, I think, there was Armenian king. So, this was, you're right. He was not uncommon. To have and King Abgar was a relative of King Sanatruk. 
right. according to Moses Khoinazi. However, I think we need to mention that it is only Moses Khoinazi who claims that he was Armenian. The right. uh, the Edessia was a Syrian kingdom, was a mm-hmm. civil Syrian kingdom, not Armenian. Uh, and, uh, and and for them he was a Syrian king. Right. So is he a saint in the the uh, Syriac Church? That I don't know. I don't believe so. I okay. think this tradition mainly exists in the uh, in the uh, Odo. Yeah, uh, in the in the Armenian Armenian Church. Well, here is what he's famous for. Right. Uh, okay. Enough enough stalling. <laughs> Let's tell the story. What's he famous for? He sent a delegation to Jesus. Right. Because he sent a delegation he, to Christ. He had leprosy. He, he was sick. Yeah. Um, he was sick and he heard about, about Jesus and he sent a delegation to, uh, to Jesus, inviting him to, uh, to, to his kingdom. Right. Isn't that interesting? Nobody believed, nobody believed in Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> nobody wanted to accept him. Nobody believed. But somebody far away... An Armenian king accepted Jesus. Yeah. Accepted Christ. Right. At a time. So that's one of the reasons that he's a saint in the Armenian church. That without seeing him, he believed in his power. Yeah. He believed that he was a healer. And he sent a delegation to him and inviting him to be to be a preacher to come and to preach in his kingdom. Yeah. So uh, do you know any other king at a time that believed in Christ until third and fourth century? No, and think even, you know, Jesus died when he was 33, mm-hmm. so there wasn't a lot of, he, he started his ministry, it wasn't that long, but that word would spread all the way to Armenia yeah. about the miracles that he's doing. That's right. pretty, pretty well, spectacular. Well, I didn't even think about, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so it, 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 you know, Jesus was healing people, performing miracles, that news traveled all the way from Jerusalem, from yeah. Israel to Julfa, to, to Edessia, and this king hears about it, and he has enough time to write a letter mm-hmm. and send, you know, send, his, uh, send his people to go offer an invitation to Jesus, and Jesus wrote back. Yeah, and, and, and uh, there is a famous uh, uh, um, uh, uh, kind of passage in the Bible, in the Gospel, um, when I think it was Philip, Mm-hmm. Who approaches Jesus? It's in the gospel. He approaches Jesus and says, "There are some people who would like to see you here." Mm. Uh, and he doesn't specify. I think it says some pagans or uh, uh, Moses. Choinas. He says, "That's the passage. That's the delegation from King Abgar." Ah, <laughs> isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> he he found even the passage. That's the passage. That's it. I told you. <laughs> he sent a delegation. <laughs> Remember I told you about delegation? They appear here in the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> but we are, we are, uh, we are not, we, are, we, we don't, maybe. Who knows? Right? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, so what happens is uh, he actually, according to a tradition, uh, uh, Jesus accepts, he meets with, with them. With delegation, and they are they are able to convey the message from King Abgar. So you know, King Abgar would like to invite you to his kingdom, mm-hmm. and in, uh, and he seeks he's he's sick, and he needs healing as well. Yeah. Uh, he says, "I cannot come because my uh, mission is here. I came with the purpose. <laughs> yeah. I have some other things to do. 
I would love to come. <laughs> I would love some vacation, <laughs> but I have some things to do, <laughs> to do here. And I always wanted to go to Udysia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he says, I have some things to do here. And they say, uh, and, and according and to the tradition, uh, Opkar, he also saying a painter with the delegation uh -huh. in the letter. His name was Anan. Ananya, probably, or uh, uh, so uh, the painter says, When then let me uh, take a picture of you, yeah, we'll take it to him, yeah. Uh, he, he takes out his iPhone 11 and <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, new earth, <laughs> let me uh, let me take portrait. <laughs> uh, but he's struggling when he with his brush and to uh. To paint, uh, painting an icon yeah. of Jesus, and Jesus takes a cloth and he puts on his face, and his face appears on this uh, piece of cloth, yeah. and, and that icon is brought back to Yadesia. That's the first icon. Wow, that so it's it's the when Jesus presses it against his face, it's like an image of his face appears on the exactly. cloth. Exactly, that's the first icon, and that's the beginning of iconography. Interesting. Where is that? Is that still? Well, exist? they say that the image was on the gate, on the on the main gate of Edessia until eight hundred, uh, until eight hundred or uh, AD or uh, yeah, or, or after that. Even even before genocide, it was around. It was oh. in, in that town or you know, on the gate, but uh, but I uh, but uh, it disappeared. Okay. Uh, and and was King Apgar healed by the icon? King Apgar was healed, and I think he lived many years after, after that. But 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 that's the beginning. That's the first. What is icon? Icon is image of a, of a saint, or image. We don't have many icons of God, but yeah. we have many images of Christ, of Jesus. And an Im image is when you see, you're inspired. When you see the icon of a saint, you're inspired. And you, we don't worship icons, of course. Mm -hmm. But with true the icons, we, we have some image to pray to. And we pray to the saints and to this, uh, uh, to God and uh, to, to uh, for asking for intercession yeah. for all of us. Uh, on behalf of all of us. Uh, but that's the first icon that's that was ever created. doesn't have as many icons as other Orthodox churches churches do right. but talk a little bit about if you know after that that started the tradition of icon mm -hmm. what are some other famous icons we have in the Armenian well, church? I, I don't think we, it is it is it is uh, I would say that uh, the iconography the tradition of iconography started after that I think it was later many centuries later that that uh, actual iconography as an art, as a form of Christian art, started and developed. Yeah. But we, yeah. we can call this as the first icon because that's that was the intent, that was the intention, and the first icon was created. If you go back, that's the beginning, that's the first icon, beginning kind of. 
but later iconography developed, and it developed mostly in Byzantium, I think, in the, yeah. in Byzantine, you know, empire, and because they were they had beautiful uh, icons and iconography and iconographers and and writers, they would they would say they they don't call this an art, they don't call this form of art, they don't they don't say we are painting an icon, yeah. they call it we are writing an icon. Because it ah. is like writing a story, it is like writing a book. Yeah. Because it is a sacred art, yeah. it is a sacred form of form of art. Um, so it, it mostly developed in Eastern Orthodoxy, I think. Armenians, we had our icons as well, but we didn't have many icons in in our church walls. Or we have some churches who have beautiful iconography on our, on the walls, uh, beautiful paintings and icons. Yeah. Uh, but it was not as common. We mm. have only probably, probably few. Uh, uh, I think our Armenian iconography must mostly developed in our manuscripts. Yes, yeah, which is also an important work by writers. Mm-hmm. You know, it was uh, it was mainly the writers who were called zakhkoch. Zakhkoch means somebody who is uh, uh, who is who is painting, uh, who is creating. Who, like when you call a, a main flower, it blossoms, yeah. and so, so uh, uh, iconographers or writers, they were called zakhkos. They are blossoming. They are putting together this beautiful form of form of art, and uh, uh, they are not called painters. From zakhik. <laughs> zakhik, yeah, zakhik flower. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, some from the word of zakhik. So zakhkos means to uh, to make it as beautiful as a flower. Wow. Yeah. So the uh, the manuscript masters, and they were the yes. ones. They were the ones you write who would create beautiful icons that we have today. Yeah. In the Armenian, we don't have many. Uh, of course, every Armenian church altar has an icon. Uh-huh. Uh We have some other icons. Uh, now, after 2015, the last icon was created was the icon of the martyrs of the Armenian genocide. Yeah. Uh, officially recognized in the Armenian Church as an icon, and we have that in our churches as well now. Uh, but, but I think Armenian iconography mostly developed. There are some historical reasons why it developed mostly in manuscripts. You know, because icons were burned all the time yeah, by all these yeah. invaders who would come and burn the icons, and it was easier to have them in the books, and it was practical too to create icons in the books rather yeah. than having. You know, it, it, it takes a lot of money and yeah. effort and, uh, to create an icon on the wall. Right. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. And it's all because of King Apkar oh, sending a letter. King Apkar sending a sending a letter to uh, to Christ, inviting him to come to his to his kingdom, and uh, and that's how our iconography began. I was at a at a lecture at Saint Joseph. Catholic Church in West St. Paul mm-hmm. uh, in Minnesota. And, and there was a lecture, she was talking about iconography. She's an iconographer herself ah. in Minnesota. And when she talked about beginning iconography, she actually said that Apkar, the king, king of Ab, he didn't say she was Armenian or anything. <laughs> she didn't say he was Armenian. Uh, uh, but she mentioned, she said, that's the beginning of iconography. Wow, and it was amazing for me to hear that. Yeah. Although she didn't mention uh, uh, Abkar uh, uh, as an Armenian king, yeah, uh, not many know. About that. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
But he is a saint in the Armenian church for the fact that he believed in Christ without seeing him, inviting him to his kingdom as a king, as a king uh, and, uh, and actually uh, gave birth to the idea of iconography. Wow, that's amazing. An Armenian king. Yeah, just another, another, uh, another example of how you know you go back in history and you're going to bump into an Armenian somewhere. Mm. That gave birth to uh, a world heritage. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we wanted to share this uh, this story with you. It is worth to share. I yes. Think. It is worth to know about yeah. this king and about this beginning. It has some relevance to to uh, to Armenians, to our history, to our heritage. He's a well-known figure for Armenians. Yes. So thank you for listening. Please let us know if uh, you have any suggestions for other episodes. Yeah. And uh, send us a note to the to the next episode. Yes, thank you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe.